That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Always Irish Show. First things first, it's Mother's Day. So wish your mother a happy Mother's Day. If you are a mother, happy Mother's Day to you. Okay? So that's first and foremost. As always, you can find the show on YouTube.com. Do hit the subscribe button. Give the video a thumbs up if you like it after the content. I would appreciate that. Helps me in the uh, YouTube algorithm, shall I say. Twitter, at JKZND4, or type in the search bar, always Irish. Emails, alwaysirishnd at gmail.com. Audio only, get me everywhere you want me. Like, subscribe, share, review, write mean things. Don't care what you do. Just like the interaction. Merchandise link in the description. New shirts are added. Check them out. Get yourself a troll tee. You deserve it. Okay? So, this episode is going to have two pieces. One of them is a recruiting piece. And the second piece I think is really going to probably surprise some of you guys. Especially if you've known me or followed me for a long time. But I'm going to try and flip the coin. I'm going to try and flip the coin and do something on the back end of this show. It's a little unnatural for me, but I'm kind of excited to get into it. Okay? So, two-piece show. Number one, first things first. Four-star tight end Holden stays, commits to Notre Dame. 6'4", 230. Four stars continue on that legacy of having great tight end lineage and play. Love to see it. Love to hear it. That's a position group Notre Dame's excelled at, and it looks like we are going to continue to do so. So that's great news on the recruiting front. However, there's something else that's bigger picture to me that we need to talk about, and it's, I got to be honest, It's exactly what I wanted Notre Dame to do in recruiting. They are doing a lot of the things I've asked for for a while now. Now we're starting to see them. So let's get into this because it's pretty cool. And then I got some shade I got to throw at people with this too. So we'll get there. Here's the deal. One piece of this new modern recruiting age with Notre Dame is They actually came out and said publicly, we're making a hard push here. And in the next seven days, our coaching staff is going to call over 1,000 high school coaches in a week, not a year, in a week. They were going to make 1,000 calls between their staff all combined together in regards to recruiting. Now, Maybe they've done this before. We didn't know about it. I don't know. But for me, it makes me feel comfortable to know they're being aggressive. They're pushing. They're trying to be uh, more upfront with it, more in your face with it. Um, I like that. And the fact that they're letting us see that and telling us that that's their plan and they're getting more aggressive and everybody's going to be banging the phones. 1,000 calls to coaches in a week. What's not to like? Like, you want them to try harder in recruiting and do all that? That's what they're doing. So, nothing not to like. I love hearing it. Do whatever you got to do. So, I hope they're making inroads and they're calling coaches where uh, maybe at high schools we haven't had a great history or had inroads in, and maybe now they're developing those relationships 
opens the door to some of their talent to make their way to South Bend. So I love that. Okay, knowing they're hitting the phones that hard gives me comfort. So I'm glad they let us in to see that. Here's the exciting part, though. That's not even the most exciting part. If you're on social media, you've seen this by now. If you're on Twitter, you've seen it by now. Sometimes I forget that not everybody who's on YouTube is also on Twitter. Sometimes I forget that because to me, these social uh, mediums, social media mediums are so wrapped in together to me in one like YouTube and Twitter just kind of tied together to me, but not everybody's on Twitter. So let me tell you what Notre Dame's doing if you haven't heard. Starting early this week, photos started popping up on social media of full-size advertising billboards across the country featuring the pictures of Notre Dame players that are from that state. So there was all these pictures of people driving down the highway, taking a picture, posting it on, and it would say, I'm so-and-so, and I'm from this state, and I chose Notre Dame, and it has a beautiful picture of that athlete saying they're from that state, they chose Notre Dame. So Atlanta had them, Chicago has them, New York, LA, Arizona, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Tampa, I think there's more, one or more than one from the Carolinas. Those are the ones that I saw online. And I put some of them uh, up on the cover of this. So if you're not familiar, you could see what I'm referencing in the cover to this video. So here's the deal with this. These popped up all over throughout the week. I absolutely love this. I absolutely love it. It's modern. It's innovative. Nobody else is doing this. It's unique. It's far stretching. Um, Here's the other thing. In some ways, it's passive recruiting. You could put that baby up and people are driving by seeing it and, and then you don't have to do anything. This might lead to people leading to you without you having to do a lot. You know what I look at this as in some ways? It's kind of like online dating. Like if you have an online dating profile, you could be sleeping in the middle of the night and you're kind of flirting. Like somebody could see your profile and and like it and be interested in you and you're not making any effort. You're sound asleep or you're at work, but it's flirting for you because you did the work on the front end and put your information out there. So I like the fact that this is something that could work for you ongoing even while you're not directly pushing it. Like, like I'm just thinking, maybe some parents of some great athlete in one of these cities is driving down the highway, they see that, and they look into Notre Dame more and start telling their kid, you know, you should really look into this place. Maybe, that, maybe that'll happen. I don't know, but it could. So I love this. It's new, it's creative, it's unique, and here's the other part of this. I've been pushing for Notre Dame to embrace the image and likeness laws, these guys being able to get some money for their uh, likeness, appearances, commercials, you know, spokesmen, whatever. I've been saying that is the future of recruiting, and I want Notre Dame to be in the forefront of getting up with that program. 
Notre Dame was talking about how even just this little advertising recruitment effort allows kids to start building their personal brands, which is the future. The fact that Notre Dame is openly saying that, embracing it, and acknowledging that it's the reality of where we're at gives me comfort. So this is the direction I needed Notre Dame to go. I've been asking for whoever came up with this is fantastic. Like, what is the downside to this? I don't, I don't know if there is one. How could there be one? So I really, really like this. I like that they're letting us see the 1,000 calls in seven days, putting on this hard uh, full court press for recruiting. And then these billboards, why not? Why not? Like, here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. I was seeing pictures posted from screenshots on Facebook in regards to this uh, recruiting advertisement campaign. And there's a bunch of people on there complaining, saying, this is so humiliating and embarrassing. Notre Dame used to be able to recruit itself in the 70s and 80s. Now you're reducing it to a billboard off a random highway in the Carolinas somewhere or Pittsburgh or whatever. Uh, There were people saying they were embarrassed by it. It makes us look cheap. It lessens the brand. Uh, People used to come to us. It's desperate that we're going to them. Those are all comments Notre Dame fans were saying on Facebook. I could not possibly disagree with these people anymore. I, you must be living in the Stone Ages. You got to get modern. Football's changed. The landscape's changed. Notre Dame had a recruiting advantage when they were the only ones with the national TV contract where all their games were guaranteed to be on every week. Everybody has that now. FCS schools are on TV every week. You got to adapt as the times adapt. This is an extension of that. So I don't understand how anybody could not like it. So here's the other part. There's people complaining about, oh, I wonder how much that costs. I can't, can't believe Notre Dame's spending money on that. That can't be cheap. What the hell do you care? Nobody's taking your money to pay for this. So what do you care? It's not your money. So who cares what they do with it? It's, they're not asking you for the money for the billboard. So some of these people are never going to be happy no matter what. I'm usually somebody never happy no matter what. But these people are being ridiculous. This is a modern recruiting effort that is to be applauded. It's trying something new. There's no downside. No downside. If they get no more recruiting traction out of this, Who cares? You spent a little money, tried it, and it it didn't lead to you getting a bunch more guys in these areas. So what? What do you care, Mr. Fan? They didn't ask you to pay for it. So all these people that are offended and clutching their pearls, they can't believe Notre Dame's doing this. Get a grip. Get modern. This is a modern forward-thinking, recruiting push effort. I'm fully behind it. I support it. I'm proud of whoever came up with it. 
Why not try it? There's no downside, all upside. If the only downside is Notre Dame loses some money, who cares? They got plenty of it. They have plenty of it. So I don't care about that. So some of these people are just never going to be happy. Oh, we don't win like we did in the 70s and 80s, and they're mad about that. Then we're trying to do things to step our game up to be modern. You don't like that either. Usually, I'm the one who's never happy, but these people are being ridiculous. There's no downside, only upside. It's modern. I applaud it. I'm happy to see it. Good job, recruiting office. Way to get creative. I love it, okay? So, that's the deal with the recruiting. The four-star tight end is joining tight end U. Love to see it. 1,000 coaches called in a week. I love that kind of effort and intensity and that they're public about it. These billboards all over the country making people think about Notre Dame in areas where they normally wouldn't. I love it. Good job to them. And screw anybody who's clutching their pearls over this. You gotta get modern. The times have changed. This is a part of it. Embrace it. Be glad they're trying something new, modern, and innovative. The end. Okay, so let's switch gears. And I'm going to try something totally new that I've never done on this channel before. Okay? I am going to flip my glass with Notre Dame. From half empty to half full, okay? Everybody who's followed me knows I'm usually a glass half empty Notre Dame football guy, always preparing for the worst case outcome and then working myself back from that, okay? And in my mind, my position emotionally is perfectly justified because my history with Notre Dame has never one time since my memory can recall, never one time since little Johnny's memory started working as a kid has a Notre Dame season ended with me happy. Never. We have never ended a season that I can remember winning anything that I'm that proud of. So to me, that perfectly justifies my position to protect myself emotionally and always be ready for something bad to happen. That's just my history. I was alive in 88, but I was four years old. I don't remember it, okay? So all of the years I can remember have never ended with anything that I value that much. So that's just my personal life experience with Notre Dame that has scarred me to the point where I have to emotionally protect myself from this program, okay? But, but... What if I said to you that we could end up being very pleasantly surprised by the Notre Dame offense in 2021? What would your reaction to that be? If I genuinely told you, I think there's a chance we could be really surprised and happy with this offense. Okay? So, it's easier said than done. I know that. But looking at our talent... I think it's possible. 
What are the odds, the percentage odds of this? I don't know. But it's certainly possible that we're pleasantly surprised with what we see. See, this is freaking me out even suggesting this. This is uncomfortable territory for me. But follow me, okay? So easier said than done, sure. So how do you get there? It's all the things we've been talking about lately. A new modernized scheme, better play calling situationally, a quarterback capable of more throws, got to have a solid offensive line, which is a piece that we're all thinking about that's top of mind to me. But here's one way to look at this. In my humble opinion, or not so humble opinion, depending on who you ask, Looking at our wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs, I feel that every single playmaker in all these groups, other than maybe Kyron Williams, was negligently underutilized last year. I think you could get 50% more production stats-wise from everybody in this skill group if they're used the right way. I seriously mean that a modern, aggressive, creative, and efficient way to run an offense and use some of the talent we do have in the building. Now, recruit better is always a piece of this discussion, okay? It's like, that's the thing. Everybody at Notre Dame, oh, development, development, these receivers, they got to learn the playbook. Physically, they got to get bigger, takes a, a couple years, They got to learn everything, adjust, do all this kind of stuff. I always hear that with Notre Dame. You know what the best way to avoid that developmental window is? It's to recruit guys good enough that they could come in and play week one. Avoid all that development. Get guys good enough that you can't keep them off the field. That's the best way. That's the easiest way. I don't hear all these developmental issues with Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama. They get guys good enough they can play right away. They develop themselves because they're so good. So that's always my response when I hear, John, you got to give them leeway to develop and ease into this to hell with that. I ain't got time for that. Recruit some better guys that you don't have to develop. They come in looking like men, ready to make plays. Learn the details while doing it. So recruiting better is always a piece of this. But that's not even what I'm getting at right now. But it is a piece. Guys we have in the building right damn now have not been used near to their full capabilities. Most of them, I'd say 50% of what they're capable of doing Never occurred. We didn't put them in position to do it. They didn't put themselves in position to do it. The scheme wasn't right. The quarterback couldn't do it. Whatever. It's probably a melting pot of reasons. But I'm dead serious. There is so much more meat on the bone as far as productivity out of these kids that we just weren't able to tap into. Injury and trouble, scheme, quarterback, whatever, whatever. My point is, 
there's a lot of meat left on this bone with just the guys we already have. Chris Tyree, criminally underutilized last year. Criminally underutilized. Passing game, run game. He's capable of way, way, way more than we ever used him for. Kyron, he's about the one guy I would say was used about the right way, but I would have liked to see him even more involved in the passing game. I'm happy with the run situation with Kyron, but you could use him just like Tyree in the pass game more, and I want to see more of it, okay? Sebo, he's in a little bit of trouble. I, I don't know the deal. Seems like it's a misdemeanor, leaving the scene of an accident in a BMW, apparently. Listen, that's pretty nice if you're in... I know Notre Dame ain't paying for it like some other places. So good for him that he's in college driving a Beamer. That's pretty damn good. And I know that ain't university sponsored like it is a lot of places. So good for him. But apparently he got in an accident and drove off. So I don't know what's going to happen. Universities reviewing it, whatever. So. That's the deal with the running backs. There's way more meat on the bone and way more creativity and stats that could be picked up here if they're just used in a way that maximizes their capabilities. Didn't see it last year. Not at least enough to my liking. Okay, let's put it that way. Now, with Tyree, that also goes for kicks, returning them, not fair catching them. Punts, I, I just, my special teams thing's never going to go away. That is a weapon if used properly. We have great speed and skill talent back there now. Use it. There's no reason to play shy in the kick game when you have this kind of speed. Let these guys flip a field for you. Let them do it, okay? Now, here's the other thing. When you look at these tight ends, I've gone over it before. Tactics is going to be solid. We just got the new recruit, Holden Stace. Kate Mayer is a beast. I say it every week. I'll say it again. Mike Mayer is capable of running routes 10 times as complicated as what they had him doing last year. He's capable of doing way more and stretching a defense way more than we used him for. Time to get into that this year. Let's see it, okay? So, when we get into this wide receiver group, even with our frustrations, there's more meat on the bone. If these guys are healthy, Lindsey, Austin, Keys, Wilkins, but here's the other part. Watts, Styles, Colsey. Those guys all need to be in the mix. In the mix. Colsey, Styles, Watts. I don't think they have any catches. or Obviously, because some of them weren't here yet playing. But I don't even think Watts did. Or maybe he has one from last year. Those guys need a chance. The wide receiver group needs a boost. Okay? So... 
Notre Dame makes it harder than it has to be with these receivers. I just can't help feeling that way. Like, so many times I just hear, well, why can't this kid see the field? Well, in practice, he didn't do this or that, or it wasn't the best practice the last, you know, whatever, and we're not comfortable knowing the playbook at all. Here's the other thing. I always hear Notre Dame's getting all these smart kids, and it takes them three years to learn the route tree. That drives me insane. Notre Dame, you got to be smart to get in there, and it takes guys two years to learn how to run a route and to learn their responsibilities. What happened to the smart kid Notre Dame thing? What happened to that? So spare me that. If they're so smart they could get into Notre Dame, they can learn the route tree and who to block. Give me a break. So, back to Notre Dame making it harder than it has to be. Here's one thought I have. Especially at the position group of wide receiver, where there's a lot of divas, a lot of these guys are divas that are in that wide receiver room across the country, college and NFL. You got a lot of divas at that position. Here's the deal. Some of these guys don't practice well because they don't care that much about practice. And then when they get on the field on Saturdays, they're amazing. Some guys can just flip the switch. Not great practice players, but they ball out when the lights turn on and it actually matters. Man, Allen Iverson, we talking about practice. We talking about practice. So, I'm not saying practice is an important guy shouldn't try. Uh, I'm not saying the coaching staff shouldn't evaluate who's grasping everything and doing everything perfect in practice or not. I'm not saying that. Those things are obviously important. But I'm also saying... I'm open to the possibility there's some guys that aren't practice players that are going to be in this room that if they're given chances on Saturday could surprise the hell out of you. But you don't know it if they're buried on the depth chart and never get looks because they didn't practice great. I'm not married to that. Give some guys some chances when the lights are on. See what happens. You might be surprised. Oh, John, that's not fair to the guys that are doing great in practice and everything by the book and giving every ounce they have in practice. That's not fair to them. You know what? This is about winning games on Saturday, not Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. So I understand the concept. I'm just saying. There might be some hidden gems here that might ball out when those bright lights turn on, but if you just judge them off being in practice, you're never going to know it. Or if you do, it's in two or three years, not now. So if you want to just start the guys who have the better, more reliable practices, fine. 
but give these other guys a shot to make some plays. You might be surprised. Maybe that's all some of these guys need is to be out there in the bright lights on a Saturday with that shiny gold helmet, and they just start making plays. And at that point, who gives a shit what it looks like in practice? Let these guys play on Saturday. Give them some passes. See what they could do in games, not practice. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying run a guy out there who's never caught a snap before in the fourth quarter against USC in a tight game. That's not what I'm saying. Don't twist it that way. Pick your spots, pick your games. And let everybody in this wide receiver room have a chance to make plays in real games. In real games. And if you do that with some younger guys maybe that haven't been around, Styles or Colsey, and you do that and they struggle and, they, and they're overwhelmed, fine, but then you know it. Then you know it from actual games. But when it's just on practice and they don't even get a chance when the lights are brightest, I don't like that. I just don't. I think you could be missing some pieces that could help you when you just judge it off that and bury a guy and the depth chart. So I really want Watts, Styles, Colsey to all be in this mix with all the other names that have been around that we're frustrated with want more out of. Keys, Austin, Lindsey, Wilkins, Davis, and such. Okay? So when I say Notre Dame makes it harder than it has to be, throw ball, catch ball. Throw ball, catch ball. It ain't that hard. See what all these guys do in games. Pick your spots, but you might be very pleasantly surprised, okay? Now, this all obviously has to come together. The quarterback piece, the scheme piece, the offensive line piece, that obviously all has to go together to make what I'm saying happen. But it's possible. And if it all does, we could be very shocked and surprised in a good way for once at what this offense looks like. I think you could get 50% more production out of all these skill guys I've mentioned. Receivers, running backs, tight end. Get a decent line, have a decent scheme, get you a quarterback, whoever it is that could distribute, put it where it needs to be, when it has to be, and see where it goes. You, sh- you could be very pleasantly surprised. I think there's a lot of meat left on this bone that we just didn't even attempt or were not capable of tapping into last year. Okay, so I am open to the idea that we could really be pleasantly surprised by this. Would I put money on it? No, because I'm too jaded because of my history with Notre Dame. But I'm open to the idea. There's a lot more meat on this bone. Let guys play. See what you got. The end.